Hello, everybody. This is Captain Katz, and welcome back to another episode. All right, and here with me, of course, is Omega Kai. <laughs> okay, and Chewie will join us in a little bit. Um, so we got a, a pretty good things to talk about, but one of the biggest things we're going to be talking about today is apparently the hack that um, I would say the hacks that could change the gaming industry as we speak, and maybe the PC industry as well. Um, apparently this week, uh, a hacking group hacked into AAMD and uh, took some very important information from them. Um, and this information included a lot of source codes that were specifically, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Mekakai, um, mm-hmm. that was going to be for the new Xbox yes. X series. Is that correct? Yes, I think it was one of the graphics code, uh, coding mm-hmm. that was stolen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the graphics technology. I don't know how important right. it is, but it sounds like it's worth a lot if it, the ransom's up to what? Last time you checked was like a million? Oh, okay. no. Um, as of now, the ransom, they said that if uh, the ransom is almost up to, I think, 50 million. Almost originally it was a billion, but it was like it was a guesstimate. But then they're saying that it's up to maybe 50 million. And if they do not meet their demands, they will unleash this code free online with no hesitation. Classic ransom. Mm -hmm. Nobody's hurt. In time, the company is money, but in jeopardy of. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, with with um, the big question here is, if the, okay, if the source code is released, say they do, they don't get the ransom, and they decide to launch the source code out into the open, how much will this affect the gaming and PC industry as we know it for the near future? Well, well, I mean, if if you if you're stuck, well, it comes with coding. Well, I'm, I'm assuming I'm not really a coder. It's, mm-hmm. it's very protective, and it, if you open up your source and hardware, I mean, your, your source and your coding and all that stuff, mm-hmm. all that stuff you could, they could do with it is just pretty much, if I'm, I'm assuming, open up your box for the whole world. Like, there's no copyrights. You could burn games. You could, or you could use the technology and improve yours. It's inadvertently creating competition, but people are stealing your technology to create a, a comparative competition. Mm-hmm. Especially like in China, how they make those emulating systems. Yes. A lot of money is going to be lost, but a lot of stuff might be open. Or, you know, freelancers, hackers, mm-hmm. you know, people who just want to have free stuff pretty much. Right. Uh, there's yeah. probably some line, but I just don't know what it is. It seems like, it, you know, we steal something from somebody mm-hmm. and it's a something that protects the integrity of your new product coming out and it's opening it to the world. Mm-hmm. It, it, it seems like it's, uh, it's always a bad thing. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a car and until somebody invented like the supercharger attachment to it. It, it could yeah. be like that. It could be like, oh, it's, it, it, people upgrade your stuff now. Or you could take it and uh, copy it and resell it. I like the Chinese market. Right, that's true. Um, for me, I think this 
could this this implication of if they do release it out into the wild, it could change the gaming and PC markets um, drastically in a very huge way, um, for better or for worse. Because if you take a look at it right now, it's like for PCs, buying separate parts and building your own PC is pretty expensive. And especially too, once you have to upgrade it with the drivers or if the certain um, parts don't don't sink in with the other parts and or the ram or the, the ram isn't enough the memory isn't enough the ddrms are not enough or they're just not compatible this can open up a huge window of opportunities of okay we don't really need to buy all this expensive fancy smancy parts and we can just manually code in our own upgrades so everything can work and parts won't be that expensive anymore yeah, it That's seems like that, an emulation machine. I love it. Mm -hmm. So, so like, this could be like a new way of uh, VRMing a lot of things. Um, as for the gaming industry, um, the gaming industry will take a huge hit on this because it's just going to open up the window for, like you said, new competition, new sources, new things. But also on top of that, on top of that new competition and new things and stuff like that, who's not to say that they can take that coding and throw it into a PS3 and just turn that into a PS5 or take an Xbox 360, just slap in the code, add in some more stuff to it and turn that into your the new Xbox X series. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's, it's one of those things where it's a, it's a powerful tool to upgrade mm -hmm. a lot of things. Your PC also, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But is that really a negative or uh, per, per se? I mean, it allows people to um, play with it more. I mean, no. We come to play with more, it's more innovation. Same time, like you said, it's, it's still death. I wouldn't say it's a negative. Uh, for me, okay, for people who don't know, I have a background in IT. Um, I do, I have a background in uh, information security systems. So um, for me personally, if I was a hacker, or if I was an, like, an independent person doing, got, got a hand on this source code and stuff like that, I would do everything I can to, uh, to learn from it, teeter with it, see, push it to its limits, see what I can do, see what I can, I would tinker with it. I would see what's the benefits of it. That's that's from me. That's from from my personal side. Now, from a business side, I would be in fear because what is to say that okay, this is going to end our company or this could downsize our company. This could ruin our window of of um, release dates. You know. There's a there's a good and a bad to it, but um, for every bad thing, there's always something good that can come out of it. So even though a lot of a lot of companies um, will be affected by it, both positive or negative, the one huge positive that will come out of it is a lot of ingenuity and a lot of progress is waiting to be happening. A new window or door of opportunity. Um, you can say uh, for the next generation of gaming and PCs. 
But I mean, if you if you take something that's exclusively theirs and use it, it's gonna be a tracker, right? I mean, is there a way you, you can say, oh, I, I did this on my own? Like, no, you stole this code from us. You're using it. You're found copyright infringement. You know, it's always gonna be that leeway, right? I mean, you can't just use it to use it. Um. Yes and no. It all depends it, on one thing. Dependent is okay, but. Yeah, but no, 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 no. Like I said, it, it, it all depends on one thing, though. And that one thing is, is that code already 100% finished? Because if the code is, is, if that code is almost finished or halfway there, or he's, or he releases it in chunks and people decide to put it together on their own and maybe add what was missing then the company can't really say anything because they haven't finished it. If it was 100% finished and it was already patented, then that's a whole different story. It's one of those things where it's like uh, you have a car and somebody stole your plans for the engine. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. or your plans for the operator or your cleaning uh, system. It's good enough where it takes away the advantage you had that was yours. Right. Especially if you something that kind of like uh, I think graphics. If if Samsung gets a hold of it, when what makes the your pretty much your next phone is the Xbox. Right. And and they're using Android and you know it's Samsung's gonna be a indirect competition because nobody's gonna buy a Series X when you to play on your phone. Because everybody right. has a, a lot of people have Samsung also. Or worse, if uh, the competition directly Maybe Apple. Yeah, true. Very true. Uh, um, yeah. No, 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 no. That's that, that's very true. That's very true. But um, it, this kind of reminds me of uh, a story that happened like two years ago, where uh, somebody bought a box of random stuff that was supposedly was from Blizzard, and he found the actual. The, the StarCraft source code. Yeah, the master did. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, that was a gold mine. Like if, like if he could have, he like like I said, you know, he could have sold that. But the 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 problem was with that one was like this. He could have sold it to a company and would have made millions. He would have been set for life. Problem with that is that. It's that's that's the master that's the master the master source code, and it will have things that would be like okay they can trace it back they can find it that's like oh yeah we created it why because it's right there in the code. Yeah, but it, I mean I remember that story, but he did the right thing by calling Blizzard and he gave it back and he gave him reward or something. Oh yeah, they t- they gave him a VIP treatment to that year's BlizzCon. True, and also like lifetime free stuff, pretty much. Yeah. Which is still, I, I, to be honest, I believe that's uh, under, it was, uh, he undervalued uh, what he did. Because mm-hmm. I could have like a Chinese version of StarCraft by now. Mm-hmm. Like, or, awesome. or it could have started the Korea. Yeah. Or make a StarCraft game, well, you know, StarCraft would just be like a shell game like playing with Ninja Turtles instead or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be a great game, but it's not StarCraft. 
Just their gateway. Yeah. Well, what do you think Dota was based off of? Pretty much. Right. Yeah. See. Like Dota, like Dota, like Dota and League of Legends all came from from that. Pretty much the RTS strategies into real life MMOR mixtures. Mm-hmm. I blame Blizzard really for doing all those engineering book games. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. All right. Well, some from moving on from that, we got some um, Hollywood news. Um, even though um, it was reported this week that Wonder Woman is being pushed back to August, and a lot of uh, Hollywood films are going to have digital releases. Um, they're all doing this because they know that for the next couple of weeks, people are not going to be going out to the cinemas. They're going to be losing a lot of money. And so they're going to be releasing it. Um, good example. You can actually watch um, Birds of Prey on Amazon Prime. You have to pay a rental fee. Uh, the rental fee would be like maybe say 20 bucks and you can you will have a copy of that film for 48 hours. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, what do you guys think of this new form of strategy? Finally, to be honest, um, virtual theater or mm-hmm. theater at home. It's, it's great. We should have had this a long time ago. But you know how it is. We all want to make money. Theaters got to stay afloat. So, I understand. But I actually appreciate that. But we probably didn't come from our own home. Right. And then, oh, and. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no, what were you going to say? Finish what you were saying? No, I mean, also minus, like, the comfort of your own home, minus the food and drink fees, the line. It's, it's movie theater at home should have been like, given a long time ago. Right. And now, finally, just because of this, it, I see a plus side only. Right. Also, I, like, uh, um, push back to August, like, James Bond was supposed to be released this month. No, April. I'm sorry. April. And yes, um, April. August. Yeah. So, I feel like summertime is going to be more um, safer for the COVID virus deployment, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, we just okay. got to wait for that. But also, too, on top of that, uh, next month, um, Universal is going to take a bold approach, and their upcoming film that they're going to release in um, April, uh, I think the third or fourth uh, entry in the Trolls movie series, it's going to be for the first time ever simultaneously released via uh, the- uh, theatrical and video on demand at the same time. Okay. That's a good transition. Yes, yes it is. Oh, is it a good movie? I'm sorry. <laughs> Just... Well, you know I don't mean? know. It, it could set the president of that. That could be the new norm now. If it does well. well I just don't find watching the first movie I want to watch like that a bad one. Mm-hmm. If it was like one woman, yeah, I would definitely do it. But this one is like, I'm not really... It depends on what you like, so it's not it's not it's not a universally acclaimed film franchise either. It was like the Avengers or something. Yeah, uh, it's great. But it was was it? 
So um, I'm not really excited about it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no hoopla about it. Not really a big, you know, like noise for it. Happy but not happy. You know what I mean? It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely know what you mean. Uh, Chewy, you back? Yeah, I've been back. I was just okay. listening. Okay, so what do you think of this whole situation now that films that Hollywood is trying to do video on demand now of Hollywood movies that you know to be at home? Now? Yeah, they well they gotta get their you know the the movies out to the public who they gotta walk their way around it, even though they had to they had to uh, you know hurt the theaters, which I I listened to this one call this one. Uh, channel called uh, Clownfish, and they they talk about how how the the, the, re, the AMC revenue has for I think that I don't know if they did it for a week or a month. Like it's literally zero because they only get money by people coming into the theaters. So they're the ones that kind of you know being hurt by this thing more. Mm-hmm. And since so, and since they're doing this thing, what they're doing, uh, they're gonna they're gonna show their movies by streaming. Uh, what's to say that once this thing is like uh, this uh, virus is contained, we go back to normal, that they won't stop doing this. True. So it's a double it's a double sword. It's helping people watch the movies in their homes, uh, you know, comfortable, but at the same time, it's hurting the theaters. I mean, this move could, could probably, but not entirely, obsolete the uh, movie tiers. True, true. I, I, I agree with you. Like, it, 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 this is, could be a double-edged sword. What is to say that this, this new um, model of profiting for, uh, for video on demand would backfire and blow up in their faces if it doesn't work? And, and also, there's been a lot of new shows coming up that are either on Hulu, Disney, and Netflix, which is streaming service, and they're really pushing all those new contents on their streaming service because I think they can they have more liberty and stuff mm-hmm. than they have on actual uh, you know cable news. I mean, um, cable channels. Right. So uh, th- this is a yeah this this is a new uh, format. So. So yeah, everything has to ch- well, everything has to change. I mean, we used to have VHS, uh, now we got DVDs, now we got streaming services. Right. So yeah, yeah. So literally, the streaming service will pretty much take away the whole, uh, you know, those uh, DVD sales. Mm-hmm. Or or what was that one thing that the that is it's gonna steal out? Ah, it was uh. Uh, Red Fox, the one where you go out and and, and rent the DVDs. Red Box. Yeah, Red Box. Yeah. Yeah, that. that nope. And Un- unless they're gonna unless they're gonna put like the like the H like the 4K Blu-ray and all that, and all that mm-hmm. special director's cut stuff mm-hmm. in there. That's the only way I can see them stay afloat. But other than that, they're gonna put that in the in in the streaming service. 
Right. So, okay. see, so, so just by doing that, you can absolutely the red box and the, the AMC theater. Pretty much. Yeah, to be honest, it's for, if consumer wins, I'm okay with it. I understand yeah. that a lot of people might be up and there's a new... Yes, uh, yeah, the consumer wins. Yeah. Just consumer the wins. split, you know. Just like the theaters in general, man. It's like, man, it, it, it's gonna be more like, ah, uh, uh, it's more like you know, uh, it's gonna be just because of nostalgia effect. Like one of those driving theaters, it's not gonna, it's not gonna get packed. Man. It's like you just do it for nostalgia factor. That's pretty much how, how the AMC is gonna be. Uh, more towards, uh, you know, moving towards comfort and safety, especially. No, that's true as of what's going on right now, but once that, like, let's say in a few months, it's finally, like, calmed down, everything's going back to normal, what's to say that, you know what, I like this way, which is, like, like you said, that it benefits more the, the consumer, but yeah, so. it's going to have the effect that the AMC, you know what, I like it here at home, I got my popcorn and everything, I don't have to deal with traffic. Waiting outside and all that shit. It's more yeah, like, it's like a, yeah, it's gonna be like a more more like a nostalgia factor. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, oh, no, no, it's not, not, not gonna be a bad thing, but it will hurt the theaters. Yeah, they, no, that's, that's not bad to me. It's <laughs> not bad to anybody, really. Yeah. Um, no, it's, 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 if theaters are gouging for a long time, it's not gonna be bad to us, but the, that's. Like I said, the way the way sort. Yeah, I know, which is fine. I I, I I agree with you saying, but I also say it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying the theaters are being, uh, to be honest, being dickish for the longest time and gouging prices of, of drinks. Yeah, okay, yeah, I agree with that on that one. Yeah, and it's finally, it's like they should have done what Mexico's been doing, that people should love to go to the theater. <laughs> yeah, it's people go to theater here still, and it's and you go there, it's it's like enjoyable. In the I U.S., it's a story. It, it is not like in the U.S. is like it's it's a horrible experience. You get in line, buy a drink, and everything's being like pretty much charged up. And we got get parking over in Mexico. It's more like let's make an event, and you know nothing is overpriced. <laughs> And mm -hmm. it's more like a, you know, a gathering, more like a social event. Like, you know, just watch movies, spend time with your family outside. In the U.S., yeah. is like, I got to go watch this because I had to go watch it. You know, it's the next movie out. Right. Now, if you do that at home, you can spend time with your family now. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Yeah, the journey in, like in the U.S., in the, mo the movies in the U.S., the journey is kind of like it takes a toll. But uh, it, it's the, the end point is just to watch a movie. Parking's far and everything like that. It's not really a good experience, that's what I'm saying. Um, good, yeah, it's just the, the average American would say, okay, you park far, you pay a ridiculous amount for one ticket per head. For adults, it's ridiculous. For children, it's even more ridiculous. Popcorn's overpriced. The drink is overpriced. The seats are the seats are crap. And then the screening, and then you just have to sit with uh, hundreds of people 
who are by then just like you kind of grumpy just like okay i want this thing to start yeah see you why why go through all that process if you know okay the film the film's out in the theater but also oh it's out in video on demand okay how much is it 20 bucks you know what for 48 hours okay i i'll just i'll just spend 20 bucks just make popcorn here in the house i have a drink i have drinks here you know, and the family, we could just sit, watch on the big, big screen TV or on a projector and just sit on the couch and just like enjoy ourselves. Plus, the tickets are not guaranteed when you go to the theater. You need to buy in advance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At home, it's pretty much guaranteed. Yes. So. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not really, it's, it, it wasn't fun like it used to be. I'm saying that. Where it was a special event where, you know. No, oh, yeah. Now it's like uh, it's, uh, what's it's next a movie. movie. Yeah, what's the next movie? Mm-hmm. It's just you go there just to keep you know in track with the trends, rather than you know, I'm, I'm watching it to go enjoy and going out with my friends and family. I remember uh-huh. staying long days just to watch Star Wars. I can't do that no more. I was like, I nah, wait for the next one, you know, because the line's gonna be busy. You know, it's a popular movie. I can't be like I used to. Right, and then you know they're gonna sell a lot of you know junk stuff in the AMC theater. I I got bought in before. I bought like I don't know, you know limited pit can editions, you know, mm-hmm. But then you go across the the border and you get the same one, and the price is like lesser than. But like even for the public in Mexico, it's like this is gone cheap. It's it's less than a soda. Yeah, and then yeah, the soda costs more than a ticket sometimes in Mexico. It's, it's not, it's not, he's not guaranteed, and it's also, it's like, you, you have, he's not guaranteed, but you got other selections you can watch, you can, like, enjoy a movie. Right. Like, uh, if I watch this time, I'll get it next time, you know? Okay. Like, oh, the whole day's ruined. We ran out of seats, only, like, only three people watch. I think we've all been there before, where we like, four friends, I only got three tickets available left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. It's, it's yeah. not guaranteed. So I, I think the theater buying out is good. I mean, there's more places we could use that land for, like school, at least. <laughs> you know, yeah. Or, yeah. So let's, yeah. So let's just wait and see if um, how that all turns out in the next couple of weeks. But uh, still sticking in the world of cinema, uh, Netflix. Netflix just announced yesterday that they acquired the rights to do a live action adaptation of the 1983 um, arcade classic Dragon's Lair. And they're already in talks with getting Ryan Reynolds to play the main protagonist. Dirk? Yep. Dirk the Daring? Yep. Hey, that's good. Hey, he's good. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of big. I mean, he's kind of, I think Dirk the Daring, I think he's a skinny actor, though. Yeah. Right, but um, I think he could pull it off, and also too that he's going to bring in his production studio as well, maximum effort to okay. uh, produce the film as well. So, one from a uh, Deadpool series. Yeah, no, he did. He, yeah, he did that for um, Deadpool, but also to he does that for his also his uh, commercials for his uh, uh, Aviator Gin. Okay. Yeah, so 
so he's been busy. So he's he's been busy. He's been doing a lot of things like that. So, uh, what do you guys think of that news? I might have to look at that because I have no image right now of who that character is. Have you have you heard of Dragon's Lair? What I want to Dragon's Lair. I remember playing it once. Is that the one uh, knight with this one yeah. princess? Yeah. That's the one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it sounded familiar. And who's playing that? Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, they're saying that they're in talks with... Um, this was reported by the Hollywood Reporter saying they were the ones that dropped the news first on this one, saying that uh, Netflix acquired the rights to the uh, Dragon Lair, Dragon Slayer um, to do a live-action adaptation, and they're in talks with Ryan Reynolds so he could be the main protagonist. Because yeah. it, it, it's... I'm thinking... Like games, there's the movie live adaptation of the game is gonna be totally different. Cause to me, the character is kind of like a goofball. So I and don't. Say that Brian Friends isn't. And, and I'm thinking that it's probably gonna be different. Yeah. Okay, that's my phone. <laughs> Oh shit! And yeah, so okay, I think oh, yeah, someone yeah, picked okay. it up. Okay, yeah, yeah sorry about I mean, that. Yeah, because yes, I remember how, how yeah he he was brave and everything, but he was kind of like a goofball the way he's plays and and based on the uh, the best of who's playing that makes like wrong decisions and he dies multiple times. Yeah. So I don't know how, how they're gonna. I don't know. I don't, I have my own image of what might be best. I could be wrong. Probably, yes. But, <laughs> ah, I don't know. I have to wait. Or maybe they're going to ma- make it better, like like a really good action pack. Or not. I, I got to wait and see. At least, let me see the trailer first. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they yeah. say is those remakes of the, of the childhood stuff that we grew up with. So now we're okay. adults with money. It's gonna be clear towards us. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, think about it. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I, I was happy when they made the the Super Mario Brothers. Then I looked at it. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, you can remember yeah, that. Yeah. So, yes, Yoshi was what the fuck was that? And yeah, some movies are not like. Uh, their live adaptation are not that well done. Some, no. Yeah. So I'm just gonna watch the trailer. Don't dumb it down. You have to be polite. It's back in the day, like movies were just made for a quick buck. You know, just to get the name recognition. Like House of Dead, Marvel. Oh, Brothers. that was horrible. Yes. That was, yeah. I, I'm a fan of House of the Dead. You guys know this. When I first saw the first one, I was just like, ah, just totally yes. disappointed. Oh, man. Just, ugh. It's only been a few good adaptations of video games. Um, luckily, <laughs> they, don't, they don't do much of uh, you know, sequels. So. That's true. They do their best, but no. Some people like them. Like, eh, just my name drop or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This way, it's just name recognition. 
when I went to see the movie with our friend, uh, uh, Robin, mm-hmm. and he hated it. He didn't. He didn't like that one. Yeah. The Resident Evil, the first one. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that's on the Nemesis. Other than that, it was not what he expected. Yeah, but I have to give you know, credit to um, Resident Evil. I, I grew on me because it's improved throughout the storyline. So. I, I it, was, like, it was one of those few that's like it sucks in the beginning but got better through time. Kind of like Fast and Furious is the other one. Yeah, I think that's something. Yeah, I think that's something that you and him gotta talk. You can talk about it. Well, I, I hated the first uh, like two to three of Resident Evil. When four and five came in, it's watchable. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That's There's a nice thing. I don't know. Kind of like um, Fast and Furious to me. I didn't like it for the first two. And then Tokyo Drift happened, it became watchable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good revolution. I just said the Dragon's List. It's just it's that we grew up. Now we got money for the Kato audience. All right, and last thing to talk about this week. Um, okay, so next month, hmm? are you talking about the PC Engine Mini next? That's next. Oh, oh, the PC Engine Mini, yeah, um. Yeah, so the PC Engine Mini, there's been um, there's people that actually got a hold of of and did reviews and breakdowns and stuff like that for um, for the PC Mini Engine, and a lot of people and reviewers are agreeing that this is what it's it's actually a lot more better than the Genesis Mini, and is that it is considered to be the like if anyone else is going to do another mini console, this is the new gold standard. Oh yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want it so bad. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, um, I saw like um, I saw videos of other people breaking it down, seeing what it's running on. They're saying that it's running on like Hori did the motherboards. Yes, Hori. Hori, Hori, yeah, Hori did all the motherboards and also um, the controllers and all that. And, and Konami controller and the, the casing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that um, also too that um, the emulation and everything was all done by Studio M2. Uh, they did a fantastic job on it. They did they did this with kid gloves, um, and they're saying that the motherboard and the setup and everything like that uses the same chips. Um, that the Sega Genesis Mini did. So they're saying that hacks. They're saying that this could this give hackers time, and this system, this Mini, can be hackable. Um, not only that, but they also said too that um, all the games were done very beautifully by uh, Studio M2. Um, even the PC Engine um, TV games, like Rundle Blood, 
is like this is the perfect version of Rundle Blood that we will get our hands on. Uh, same thing with um, Snatcher. Really oh, a really great game, really underrated. Um, uh, not only that, but also a, a lot of great games with CD audio and everything as well. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to say, listen. Uh, Chili, is that your background? Huh? Uh, you, is that your background going on right now? What are you talking about? Oh, is that music playing in your background? Yes. Uh, uh they're outside. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I thought it was music. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh, well, people, that's what we do quarantine for. So, um, so other than, yeah, so other, other than that, um, PC Engine Mini is by far the golden standard right now of all mini consoles. I say it's a close tie, but this one's probably edged over uh, the, uh, you know, I'm the Geo. Yeah, I, I say this was this 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 moves the, the Neo Geo by beats the Neo Geo by a long slide, by landslide. Um, right now, like for example, um, Lords of Thunder, quite possibly one of the best shoot 'em ups that was ever created. It plays wonderful, no slowdown. The music is on par. Everything is on par, and it's a very expensive game to buy. So. Yeah, we're looking forward to um, you know the super Darius or Darius. Yes, I just want to play those classic shooters. It's PC Engine got great shoot. Yeah, PC the, the PC Engine was home to great uh, shoot 'em up games, um, shoot 'em ups, platformers, um, and also a lot of great imported games. Um, for example, the Super Darius um, was a great one. Lords of Thunder was also a great game as well. Very expensive game. Um, Great game. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, why, is, why is one and two? The Valkyrie, the uh, Valkyrie no Dasen, a really popular series in Japan. This is the first time it will ever be um, here in the U.S. Which one? Uh, the Valkyrie. Valkyrie, yeah. I love yeah. the game, watching some of the demo. Mm. I, I do want this. But... Right. Yeah, so yeah. the price is about a hundred dollars. That's it, and it comes with it's a hundred dollars. Comes with a mini, a controller, a UB, uh, USB. You need to find something to power it. But other than that, you're just fine. Yeah. So. Yes. All right. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah. Well, hey, Chewie, can you step away from back uh, uh, from the from the door? I'm sitting down. No, you need to Skype. Uh, okay. Well, that's all right. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, because okay. it is loud, dude. It's like. Let's just get outside. Even if I move, if I move to the other side, because my 
area is not that big. You can still uh, hear it. Can you not hear as it? much. Not as much. Oh, no, but you, you can press and it just mutes it. Mm. Ah, that's all, all right. right. Okay, so what do you guys? Okay, right. so what do you guys think of the? What do you guys think of the uh, the PC Mini? First time I heard about it, so yeah, I guess. I love it. I want it. I want some more of it. Almost like a song. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm watching. I'm watching the play of Rondo Blood. Yeah. And also, there's a there's a layout. There's overlay of the classic uh the, the piece engine light the mm -hmm. uh, in the hand. Mm -hmm. If you love nostalgia, it looks really fantastic. That bulky black box they had, the PC four engine. Yes. Nostalgia factor, and they just want my money. Were you able to your uh, import from Japan? They they imported it from Amazon Japan. They got it just in time before the whole quarantine started. So. There hasn't been any release date yet uh, from Konami saying whether or not uh, when they're going to re release it later this year. Originally, the release date here in the United States was two weeks ago. So there's rumors right now saying that they could release it sometime in August or in September of this year. Yeah. So, it's and it's a, so it's $100, so you can still pre-order it now. So. Here's a big question. Did you ever know anybody who had one? A, uh, a, a PC engine? Yes. Uh, okay. No, I heard, I I never knew anybody that had a PC engine. We all want one. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. All right, then. So, I guess that's it. That's okay. Uh, Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, so, okay. Robert, uh, we are cats. We're cats. What's uh, he say? Cats? Oh, um, no, he's kind of busy right now, so uh, he'll be back next week. All no, right. He's so not doing anything there. Okay. Yes, I'll let him know. Okay, so that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful time. I hope you enjoy this week. Wash your hands, stay safe, be healthy, and all that. So, on behalf of Chewy and we, uh, Omega Kai, I am Captain Katz. I hope you guys have a great time, have a wonderful week, and we'll and join us next week for another riveting tales of life in the quarantine. Bang, so, bang. <laughs> all right then. Okay, so until then, take care and have a good one. All right. They could some porn. No. Oh, okay. <laughs>